Hey everybody and welcome to episode 93 of How I Built It. Closing out this mini-series on search engine optimization is Lindsay Halsey. She's the co-founder of Pathfinder SEO and in this episode we talk about how her product basically combines a lot of what we talked about over the past month. Automated tools and statistics with a coaching component. She has a really great analogy for this that I don't want to spoil, so you'll have to listen on. And before we get to the show, I want to tell you about a new shop that I launched that has t-shirts and mugs with the show's tagline, Get Out There and Build Something. I'm really excited to finally bring these to market. You can see them over at howibuilt.it slash shop. And of course, this show and the entire season is brought to you by Pantheon. You'll hear about them a little later on in the show. So for now, on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that today? My guest is Lindsay Halsey, co-founder of Pathfinder. Lindsay, how are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Oh, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate you taking the time. I'm very excited to talk to you about Pathfinder. It's, so the full official name is Pathfinder or Pathfinder SEO? Official name is Pathfinder SEO. Cool. Well, I'm very excited to talk to you about that because it looks like a very interesting uh, service. So why don't we just jump right into it? Why don't you tell us uh, who you are and what you do? Awesome. My name is Lindsay Halsey, and I focus on search engine optimization and specializing in helping businesses get found in Google, Yahoo, and Bing. I have been a partner in a search engine marketing agency for 10 years here in Basalt, Colorado. And in the past year, we developed a new product, Pathfinder SEO, and are excited to share it. Nice. Very nice. And uh, in a nutshell, why don't you tell us a little bit about about the product and, and maybe how you used your experience to come to the conclusion that this is a, a product that we need? Perfect. Uh, Pathfinder delivers a process for people to go from lost to found in Google, Yahoo, and Bing. It is for small business owners and web freelancers. And we came up with the idea for this product based on our agency experience. So at our agency, WebShine, we do custom search engine marketing projects for businesses small to large. And along the way, we found people coming to us echoing different challenges they had faced with SEO. Either it was too expensive, too time-consuming, they had an SEO software that had too much data. But overall, we, we were hearing people feeling very frustrated and, and lost in the space. And we could solve that quite easily for folks when they signed up for our services at our agency. And we could collaborate and demystify SEO and deliver really great results. But we were leaving some folks behind, and those were primary small business owners who may not be able to hire an agency, or web freelancers who were actually thinking they wanted to offer this as a service themselves, but weren't really quite sure where to get started. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's really interesting, right? Because I mean, I've, I've been a web developer for 16 years or so, and you know, I, I kind of know the technical aspects of SEO, or the, like, oh, properly structure a page and use this stuff, and but like keeping up with the ever-changing landscape of SEO is, is one trouble I have. And then the other is just, you know, I'm, uh, that's not what I specialize or focus in. And, and I certainly don't have the budget to hire a, a full-blown agency to do something like that. So it sounds like you're serving a really good market here. 
That's our hope. We're, we're trying to share basically our 10 years of industry experience in form of a process. So we basically give people the map, which is one of the things we think is most missing from SEO softwares that give you a ton of great data, but they don't always lay it out in a process-oriented format and provide sort of that step-by-step coaching that folks need to really take a do-it-yourself approach. And so we share that process, which is your map. We come alongside as your guide. So we assign a dedicated SEO coach to each subscriber's account. And you meet with that coach monthly. You can think of this as sort of like going to your personal trainer. If a subscription to Pathfinder SEO is like a gym membership, then your monthly meeting with your SEO coach is like your monthly meeting with a trainer. And we do integrate in then the SEO tools you need, just like other SEO softwares would, things like keyword research, monthly reporting, and rank tracking. Gotcha. That's cool. So, I mean, for uh, the monthly subscription, I get access to your tools, I get uh, some guides, and then I actually have a person I get to talk to. And unlike a gym membership, I probably will see a real return on my investment. (laughs) Not That's that, the goal, of course. Yeah. Not that getting healthy is not a return on your investment, but, you know, it's uh, going to the gym probably won't help me make any more money. Cool. So you've been doing this for uh, the better part of or maybe over a decade, you said. So when you decided to make this product, what kind of research did you do in, in developing it? We did a few internal exercises within our team to talk about what would happen if we tried to sort of turn the SEO industry upside down. So we made lists of the attributes of hiring an agency, of what happens in search engine optimization, and we circled all of the attributes that we really loved and all of the things that we think make the industry great. And then we thought about what would be the opposite of this? How could we kind of change the way something that already exists and does well works, but actually improve upon it? So that was part of of how we came up with some of the foundational components of what Pathfinder SEO entails. And then we kind of took a a quick and dirty business plan approach. We talked to some experts in the field. And then from there, it was just heads down work for about four months. And we uh, kind of launched our our new product and ran off to a WordCamp in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth last year. And it was great to have a, a strong deadline to make sure that we brought our product to market as quickly as we could. And it was a it was a great experience. It was kind of four or five hard months of solid work. And we uh, we enjoyed it along the way. Cool. So first of all, I love that, right? Because I I think that when I come up with an idea, I like sit on it and then I'm like, should I, I don't know if I should do it. And then I code it a little bit, but it's like never. When I'm doing a coding project that I'm thinking about taking public, it takes me a very long time to to do it. And it sounds like you just came up with your requirements. You built a prototype, maybe an MVP, and then you took it to Dallas-Fort Worth. And, and were you a sponsor there? Did you like uh, demo it or... We did a little bit of everything. I did a uh, workshop and my business partner, Lori Calcott, uh, did a talk and we had a booth. So we really just tried to dive in head first and get as much feedback and talk to the community as much as possible. And we went on to a a handful more WordCamps really kind of quickly back to back because for us, after having our head down in the office, working really hard on it for a couple months, we knew we were missing and some components. And a lot of the feedback that we got from others was hugely helpful in in our evolution to where we are today. That's phenomenal. So first of all, I think that there's a very good takeaway here in the sense that 
getting a return on your investment from a WordCamp when you sponsor a WordCamp can be pretty difficult, but it sounds like you took a really good approach. You know, you didn't just like give out stickers or cards or a discount. You actually like sat down with attendees and said, hey, we're building this thing that we think can help you. Uh, will you mind taking it? Would you mind taking it for a spin? Is that about right? We did a little bit of both. Sometimes we demoed it for folks and got direct feedback. That would kind of happen if someone stopped by our booth. But even more valuable were the kind of lunchtime conversations that we had where we could just say, what's your experience with SEO? You know, what's been frustrating? What's going well for you? And just get more general feedback from people about what their experience with SEO was. Because even though we had talked to hundreds, if not thousands of people in our SEO agency, trying to really understand the problem that people were facing so that we built our solution accordingly. When we come to WordCamps, we actually get to have, you know, 10, 20, 100 conversations that can help inform. So really it was a, instead of just going in with a, how, you know, how many sales do we need to make to, to get a return on investment? We were really looking at our attendance at WordCamps is how many people can we talk to to get to know what their experience, what their pain points are with SEO and make sure that what we've built solves for those. Yeah, that's great. And that's, I mean, you, you probably end up, you know, saving money, essentially, if it's just the price of the WordCamp, than like paying for user feedback through a service or something like that. I think that I think that's really great because I think about that a lot. But this is not a podcast on getting your return uh, <laughs> on an investment at WordCamp. That's a whole other show. We're talking about research and this really cool tool called uh, Pathfinder SEO. So you talked to a bunch of people. You you took your experience and then you decided to build it. So uh, the first question I have is, is this a service that's built on top of WordPress or is this a standalone SaaS or is it a little bit of both? It's built on top of WordPress. So one of the challenges we faced right out of the gate actually came from branding. Uh, our original brand name that we went to market with was WP SEO Hub, which is a lot of letters. <laughs> And uh, we, we found that it was tricky for folks. Within the WordPress community, they instant, people instantly thought that we were a plugin and maybe a competitor of Yoast, whereas we were really thinking of ourselves as a Yoast ecosystem product, something that works alongside Yoast. And so we had some issues with our name when we first went to market. And we also had some bugs within the software because we moved so quickly through the development process. And so what we've actually spent the last six months doing is rebranding and rebuilding as Pathfinder SEO. And it sort of felt like we built a house and we went quickly and we learned a lot along the way. And then it was even more fun to rebuild the house from square one. And it is built upon WordPress. Nice. Very nice. So I will ask you the title question then. Uh, how did you build it? That's a good question. <laughs> and I pause because <laughs> there are a lot of elements that went into play. One of the things that we did right at the beginning is identify our team's strengths and weaknesses and partner with others. And so we haven't built this alone. Uh, we worked with Zeke Interactive in out of Huntington Beach. And so that was really helpful in bringing in basically the piece of the puzzle that our team basically couldn't go at it alone. And so internally, we were able to do all of the design work and user experience. And we did a lot on content. For us, the process piece was pretty straightforward because the map is exactly what we've created out of WebShine. So we really already had that. We just had to put pen to paper and expand upon kind of in a what, why, and how fashion so people could really understand that process. 
And building it was really just that that heads down work, kind of coming into the office on a Saturday morning for a couple hours and working, you know, a bit around the clock so that we could maintain our our service-based business while still building a product. Today's episode is brought to you by Pantheon. WordPress 5.0 and the new editor Gutenberg are coming. Are you prepared? Do you want to learn about the changes in advance? Pantheon has gathered resources to help you prepare, including webinars and tutorials. Pantheon also has made it easy and free to try Gutenberg with your site before the official launch. Visit pantheon.io slash Gutenberg. Let them know that How I Built It sent you. And now, back to the show. Gotcha. Yeah, so, so well, first of all, I love uh, Zeke Interactive. Like Steve Zenga is just one of the coolest people. We do too. But uh, that was another question I had, right? Because I think another thing a lot of freelancers or, or self-employed folks deal with is, or struggle with, I should say, is I have client work that I'm doing and client work very clearly and very immediately pays the bills. But I also have this product that I want to build where that's a more of a long-term investment. So did you have a hard time balancing that? We did, and we still do, to be quite honest. And we are trying to do a better job of sort of time blocking, saying this is when I'm working for WebShine, and this is when I'm working for Pathfinder SEO. So, and and really laying out what the, the goals are for the week and making sure we don't stop until we accomplish those tasks or projects. And that's helping a lot. Nice, very nice. And so, you're the co-founder. I, I don't think I asked this earlier on, but um, do you have like a, a team? You, how many people are on your team? Our team is a group of four. And okay. so I have a business partner, Lori Calcott, who you also see at WordCamps and things along the way. And then we have two team members and we all work out of one office space in Basalt, Colorado. And we do have a handful of contractors who also help us kind of on project basis, um, mostly on our, our service side of our business. But mostly we're a, a small little team of four here. Gotcha. So I know that that one thing that we tried to do at Crowd Favor a little bit was, you know, kind of what you did, right? Block this. So this will be for internal projects or I've got, you know, 10 of my 40 hours a week dedicated to internal projects. And I know some agencies will, will do it a different way where uh, they have maybe two dedicated team members for for a product and then the rest for the client services. But it sounds like kind of everybody on your team is working on both a little bit. That's true. We all um, wear two hats. Cool. That's really cool. And then you hired Zeke to do the, the heavy lifting kind of developer stuff, right? Exactly. So our team internally has the ability to, you know, build a WordPress site, but we really look at ourselves as site builders. We, for the most part, don't write any of our own code and certainly don't have the, the capacity or ability to, to write the code that would have been required to build the software side of things for us. And so we knew right out of the gate that we needed a strong development partner there. And it was a bit daunting to kind of go into the SaaS space as a co-founder without being able to write code because it felt like such a critical component, obviously, of what we were going to need to accomplish. But we went back to sort of that, that soul searching that we did when we first got into this industry space where we said, we really are going to specialize in one thing, and that is search engine marketing and, and SEO. And so in kind of keeping that core competency, you know, we've been very purposeful 
along those lines. And, and thus, we haven't hired any in-house development support to date. Gotcha. And I think that's a really important distinction to make, right? Because maybe it's just, maybe it's just because I see it more in the WordPress space or because I have a degree in computer science. But a lot of us are like, oh, well, we can build this thing, so we're just going to build it and not pay for someone else to build it or or, or a, a tool that maybe is already built. And I think it's I think it's a mature business decision, let's say, to say, no, we know what we're very good at. And we're going to hire out to do the rest. Justin Ferriman from LearnDash did the same thing. He's not a coder, but he had this idea for an LMS built on top of WordPress. And so he hired developers and he drove the project because he understands the LMS world. And he found good developers to help build out the product that he envisioned. So I think that's a really, really good point. Thanks. Yeah, we've it's really worked well for us here at Pathfinder. Absolutely. and and that's. Uh, and again, you guys, uh, I think that's just a great decision. You guys get to focus on the things that you know best. Cool. Very cool. So the next question I generally like to ask is, has the product gone through any transformations? But it's, well, it sounds like it's went through quite a few in its short lifespan. Is that accurate? That's very accurate. So the, the biggest transformation that we've gone through is a rebranding. And the main reason was because we spent a lot of time when we were developing the product just on that product development. And at the very last minute, we basically kind of slapped a brand on top of the software. And we didn't do a lot of the deep dive soul searching about what our mission was, you know, why we existed. We really didn't know what to call our solution when we referred to it. Was it a software? Was it a platform? Was it DIY? And so we didn't dig deep enough when we basically kind of did that marketing and that branding around WPSEO Hub. And so we very quickly, when we started, you know, going to, to basically to mark, bringing our product to market, going and talking to people, we very quickly knew we made a significant misstep there, but we were still getting really great feedback that people liked the concept behind the product once they could understand what the product actually did. And so we basically kind of, the, the biggest transformation was to, to stop and slow down and ask ourselves those much more challenging kind of identity questions. And out of that came a new brand, and that brand resonates a bit more with us because we do feel like we provide the map. We also, we live in the mountains, and so for us, it's very fun and comfortable to sort of be in this little bit more of an outdoorsy space in terms of brand identity. And so it's been much easier to kind of tell our story behind this new brand, and that's been our, our biggest transformation to date. That's great. And I want to ask, uh, because I've had similar troubles in the past? I guess it's a twofold question. How important do you think good branding, like a good name for your product is? I think it's pretty essential from having made the misstep in the beginning. We were just finding that we were kind of turning people off or confusing people from our brand identity before, before the conversation even got started. And what we're finding now, Pathfinder SEO as the new brand has been live for about a month. And we're finding that in demos, in conversations, pretty much everywhere we go, the leap from the concept of our brand to kind of what we're describing this solution as, which is guided SEO, as opposed to DIY or hiring an agency, we provide like a guided approach. And we're finding that something that people can kind of wrap their heads around, even though it's a third solution that's out there that's somewhat new and changes things up from the, the more traditional models of how to approach SEO. Gotcha. And the follow-up question there is, 
do you find that the brand kind of drives the content or do you think it's the other way around? Like, I know that people will say like, write an outline and then write your thesis, like the one sentence and then write everything or write your whole paper or your, your whole presentation and then do the introduction last. Which do you think is more akin to the, the branding? Well, I can't say I'm an expert in that space, but we have been doing a lot more of kind of writing the content and then bringing in the brand and just finding that to be a little more natural. And, and most of the content that we produce is on our blog. And so kind of blog content tends to be pretty industry specific, very kind of how-to oriented, trying to share some of our opinions about SEO as well, because it is an, an art and a science. So it's an opinionated space. So yeah, I can't say that's the right way to do it, but but we tend to kind of write first and, and bring in the brand second. Nice. I, I'm not a content expert per se either, but I, I would agree. I think I would spend too much time trying to like force the brand into the content if I started with well, I have this, so I need to put this in the content. So, uh, as opposed to just writing what I think is best and then adding it later. Yeah, one of the things that I think I was, you know, we knew that building a new product was going to take a lot of time. And one amount of figure of time I would not really want to know the statistic on would be how long it actually takes to build a really good homepage for a brand, whether it's a product, a service, a local business. But building a, a good homepage was actually, a, you know, probably the most challenging thing that, that we've done to date and that we're still iterating on and trying to improve. I don't know if we've had similar experience. Yeah, I have said things like, oh, I'll just build this landing page real quick. And it is never real quick. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Can write about 10 blog posts for every uh, one landing page I build. Yeah, absolutely. And, and actually on that same on that same token, right? Home pages and landing pages, I think you're they're probably slightly different than what you're trying to do, but when you're talking about a product, you want to present the product. There's a great podcast called uh Landing Page School that has been like super helpful for me building landing pages because I'm very developer y. So I'm just like, I'll just tell them what it does and then people will want to buy it, right? But that's not really you have to tell, you know, you gotta tell the story and tell people the problem that you're solving for them and stuff like that. So that's been a very helpful podcast for me at least i'll have to check it out yeah so i will list it in the show notes for this perfect as well cool so early on you went through a big transformation with the rebrand and uh, i know that uh it's pathfinder as the name is relatively new but do you have any plans for the future i guess or maybe like a roadmap for the next few months that you are that you can share with us right yeah of course yeah. we're an open book <laughs> cool so yeah, our roadmap right now is we're mostly focused on expanding our subscription to better serve the freelancer, web freelancer audience. And so right now a subscription is basically for one website. So kind of designed for the local business owner who wants to get involved. And so we're actively developing and getting really close to launching new tiers of service where a freelancer can come in and sign up and manage 10, 20, 50 of their customers SEO accounts. And we're excited about this because it, we think it's a great opportunity for freelancers to create recurring revenue and kind of beyond the economics of it. It's also a great opportunity for them to really stay in touch with their clients and be uh, long-term trusted partners by working with them on not just designing and developing websites, but also the ongoing maintenance and the ongoing SEO. We really see a strong relationship building opportunity there. Wow, that's really cool. So right now, a subscription gets you the, the educational material, the coach, and the tools and the dashboard. 
if I were a freelancer and I'm like, I have five clients, I want to sign up for this. Would I get like five hours with a coach or would my clients be able to sit down with the coach or like, what would that look like? Good question. We have kind of two solutions. One is you can kind of introduce Pathfinder to your client and have, you know, one subscription, it's $99 a month. So the client might want to be involved in those coaching sessions. And you may even break down within our SEO checklist, which really is our map, which of the steps the client would be responsible for. And then maybe which of the steps as the freelancer or developer you're going to take care of for them. And, you know, we're always trying to encourage people to put, you know, the best resources to the best tasks. So if maybe some of the slightly more technical SEO type projects better land on the freelancer's plate and maybe the more content oriented ones end up on the client's plate. And so there we're really working as a team of three where Pathfinder SEO is coming alongside your efforts and your client's efforts to get found in Google. The other way we're, we're seeing freelancers use the product right now is behind the scenes. So we're kind of like the back office. They can have white-labeled reporting and do SEO for their clients. And we're sort of the SEO software provider that goes one step further. So instead of just giving you good keyword research tools and good rankings, data, and sending you a monthly report... We're also sharing with you the process that we use at our agency so that you can use it basically at your own agency. And along those lines, you can go in and and do SEO on behalf of your client and then communicate with them results on an ongoing basis. And that's really the piece of the puzzle that we're working on now is making that a little easier. So instead of having to have one subscription for every one of your clients, which is a little bit cumbersome and unnecessarily more expensive, having kind of one home where you have multiple campaigns under that one login so that you can you know, take on five, 10, how many ever client projects you'd like to within Pathfinder. Wow, that sounds insanely valuable to a, a freelancer who's offering these services. We're we're hoping so. So we're talking to a lot of freelancers to make sure we don't miss anything in sort of our, our MVP rollout here of that version of, of Pathfinder. And we're getting pretty close to, to launch. That's great. Well, it sounds like you're you're taking the right steps. I mean, uh, the the I've I've been hearing more lately about how important in-person conversations are. And I I'm a very extroverted person. <laughs> and so I like having those in-person conversations, but I've never you know, it's like have have a conversation with your students about what they thought. I've never thought about that because Everybody keeps talking about, well, scale, scale, scale. One-on-one conversations don't scale very well, but they're immensely valuable to your business so they can help you scale in a different way. Yeah, we found, I mean, we're, we're similar, pretty extroverted, enjoy taking a break from doing kind of that, that hardcore computer work and taking a break and talking to people. So, but I also, you know, my personal experience when I sign up for subscription as a service products is that I tend to say, okay, great. This tool works great. You have a really good onboarding process that both provides me with some education and walks me through the steps I need to take to get this set up and working for my business. But I'd still would love it if I had 30 minutes of someone's time to kind of run through the use cases and the different scenarios that I'm thinking about that can give me some, you know, high expert level advice that's specific to my business. And that would really help me use that product much more effectively and probably be a longer term client. And so we really wanted to build that in so that people don't say, okay, this is great. It gets me almost there. But if I could just talk to somebody and, you know, really ask questions that are pertinent just to my business, I would get a lot of value out of that. 
Wow, that's uh, great advice for anybody building products and anybody using products. Like that is, again, I, I go through the onboarding process and I'm like, well, I guess their documentation is what they have. And so I'll just figure it out on my own. But yeah, maybe a 30 minute call uh, you know, on how to use Zapier, which is something I'm trying to get really good at right now, would be fantastic for me because then that 30 minutes helps me automate countless hours. Exactly. And I think it'd be great for them too, because they get to see their product in action. And so it's really a reciprocal relationship that we're finding out of those kind of coaching sessions. So then rather than looking at it as being a scalability challenge, where we're going to have to basically staff coaches as our product grows, we're looking at it much more along the lines of, you know, hey, we get this great opportunity to talk to our customers once a month and share with them kind of our unique perspectives and hear from them what's going well and what isn't in their world of, of SEO and, and trying to get found in Google. Man, built-in monthly customer feedback. That that it really sounds like you nailed a good business model here. So <laughs> we'll see. I, yeah, I, I sound like I'm gushing, but this is there's just a lot of really great information here. So even though you've given us so much great information, I still have to ask, do you have any trade secrets for us? Yeah, instead of talking product, I'll, I'll share a trade secret in the world of SEO. And everybody thinks with trade secrets and in terms of SEO that there's this little snippet of knowledge in my back pocket that I'm not willing to give because it's my one way of getting somebody found in the search engines. And I keep it really close to heart. But that's actually not the trade secret of the day. Instead, the trade secret of the day is a piece of advice to change how you distribute the hours you apply to SEO. So let's say you're a small business owner and you have two hours a month to apply to SEO and trying to get found in Google. So you have a two hour window of time. Within that two hours, I'd encourage people to spend over 50%, maybe 50 to 60% actually doing the things that are going to have an impact on their website. So those things are like writing content and getting links or getting reviews in Google My Business. And so really the doing part, think of it as like that go back to the gym analogy and you want to be kind of 50 to 60% of your time in the gym actually working out because that's what's going to move the needle in the search results. And then take that other 40% of um, your time and break that out to kind of the original research and strategy that goes into getting found things like keyword research and looking at your competitors' websites and then following up on reporting following your results and transitioning your your strategy. But what we tend to see is people spend 90% of their time in SEO softwares, looking at data, lost in Google Analytics, freaking out about the meta description that's deep into their website that has the red flag in the SEO software, and not doing the things that really matter, like writing a blog post once a week or going out to a, a favorite customer and asking them to put pen to paper with a Google review. Wow, that's great. It goes back to that, the time blocking, right, that we talked about earlier. Take the time that you have and, and block it into most of the time actually writing content and getting reviews and stuff like that. That's, that's great. And so I'm going to ask a follow up here because this is now for my own edification. I feel this is mo probably because uh, content reviews, they, they probably connect on a more personal level, right? The, the other 40% you're appeasing the robots. But for the 60%, you're doing things to help the actual person. Is that an accurate kind of summary? 
That's a great summary. And so really, one of the things I like best about the evolution of SEO over the past few years is that it's real marketing. And so instead of saying, I'm writing this blog post for the search engines, really what you're doing is is much bigger than that. And you're writing good content. You're sharing your expertise online, whether it's via your blog or elsewhere, for your customers, for your prospective customers, for your existing customers. And it's just a benefit that you get more traffic from Google, but really everything is about being user-friendly, customer-friendly, and really part of an online community of, of sharing. And to us, that makes SEO much more natural and less cryptic, whereas 10 years ago, so much was done behind the scenes. Now it's all very forward-facing, very collaborative, and I, I personally like that quite a bit more. Yeah, that's, I mean, that I I feel like that suits me better, too. So I definitely like that a lot better. Awesome. Well, Lindsay, thanks so much for joining me. Where can people find you? You can find me online at PathfinderSEO.com and then also on Twitter. All right. PathfinderSEO.com. And uh, I will so I will link that and your Twitter handle in the show notes. But do you want to maybe say that out loud so people listening can just tweet you right now? Sure. It's uh, Linz underscore Halsey. Linz underscore Halsey. Perfect. And again, both of those things and everything we talked about will be linked in the show notes. Lindsay, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks so much, Joe. Thanks so much to Lindsay for joining me today. I love the concept of a trainer at the gym who teaches you how to exercise and then lets you go off and do it. You get to improve your SEO skills and learn the why and the how of improving them. And thanks again to our sponsor, Pantheon. Their support this season has made the show possible. The question of the week for you is, how do you apply SEO to your website or your business, if at all? Let me know on Twitter at jcasabona or email me joe at howibuilt.it. And don't forget to check out the new t-shirts and mugs over at howibuilt.it slash shop. For all of the show notes, head over to howibuilt.it slash 93. If you like the show, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It really helps people discover us. You can also join the Facebook community over at howibuilt.it slash Facebook. I want to build a strong community for this podcast, and Facebook is the place to do it. You can also talk to other people who listen to the show about the question of the week and more. And until next time, get out there and build something. Build something.